The Columbus River Dragons are back on the ice this fall looking for another league championship. Season ticket memberships for every home game in the 2022-23 season are available now by visiting rdragons.com slash tickets or by calling the offices at 706-507-4625. Don't miss familiar foes like the Carolina Thunderbirds and the Watertown Wolves come to town. Or how about the newest southern rival to the FPHL, the Mississippi Sea Wolves. Ticket packages start as low as $300 for all 28 home games this season. Call 706-507-4625 for more details. All right, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Two Minutes for Roughing. I'm your host, Minor League Rando, joined, of course, by one and only Mark the Prospector. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm doing all right. I, I, how about you? I'm good. Oh, you still laughing about my little my little screw oh, up? That oh, I, 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 mean, I, I didn't think you were going to mention that. Oh, yeah, well, if you're going to keep laughing, I'm just going to have to talk about it because people are wondering why is Mark laughing. Oh, yeah, but Rando, Rando was very Rando, Rando had a moment. Rando had a moment. Oh, no, the, I can he, give he, you he a better was, reason why I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Delaware right now. That's okay. That's also true. Ooh, but there's your segment. Let me kind of lead in. Let me lead in. Of course, uh, I've been talking about for nearly a month now. Uh, that uh, February, uh, that you know, I think it, maybe it was in March. I, I mentioned, hey, Delaware, uh, they are probably going to be relocating to Ashton, Pennsylvania. And then basically, like two days after um, I, I put that out, Delaware announced they're having a press conference. Uh, then that they pushed that to the 28th of March, which is yesterday for us as we're recording. And uh, well, it was certainly a well-organized press conference. Uh, it was supposed to be on Facebook, uh, and then it t- they 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 were so late, and then it randomly went on YouTube instead of Facebook, where it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. <laughs> so we were late to everything, and we had to catch up. Yeah. Um, action was not announced. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised because uh, from things I heard, people were not happy with how I decided to go ahead and drop the bomb. Uh, but. Uh, Mark, I'll let you kind of talk about this. Uh, this is an insane plan that is not going to happen. Not only is it not going to happen, the plan itself, if it would happen, would kill the team anyway. All right. All right. All right. So the plan. Delaware. Okay, there's there's two things to this. For starters, Penn Singer is saying, and I'm going to be putting a lot of what I'm saying in quotations because reasons. Um, that you know, no, I will, I will give him this. He was saying that one of the biggest with him in the arena right now, with him in this arena GM, is the fact that the arena was supposed to put in uh, regular seats, and that would also expand the seating a little bit when the team first came into the league. Like that's in a contract. And you know what? I will agree with him there because I remember writing that down. In my art, in my old article, when the Delaware Thunder were first announced, because I was even mentioning like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be expanded at some point." So yeah, you know, you know, what? I will give him that. I will give him that. Then that's all I'm giving him because everything else that he just that came out of his mouth was something that said came out of somewhere else. Um, so the plan is either get a two-year extension, two or three-year extension in in Harrington, stay in there in Harrington. However, there's also some sort of plan with that in two years, there is a Dover arena that's about 2,000 capacity, would be more up to Fed standards. 
And then, of course, there's been the rumors of, and I'm going to say rumors because I never had this confirmed to me myself, and I'm still not quite sure. Um, the rumors of Aston, uh, Pennsylvania, which would be Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he was also saying during the press conference yesterday that they have been getting, supposedly gained interest from multiple markets as well, multiple different arenas along the East Coast from Massachusetts and Maine to down to Florida. How much I believe that, uh, take it with a grain of salt. I have a lot of salt with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so needless to say, that's all that was talked about yesterday. There was no, right now, the, at the, as of the current moment, the plan for, they have, did not say anything in regards to next season for the Delbert Thunder. That's still entirely in limbo, which is not good. You like you need to come out of that press conference with a plan, with an actual solid plan for next season if you don't get that arena lease. Because that's what I did not hear. If you don't get that arena lease, it sounds like they'll just go dormant. And honestly, I don't think the team survives that. Yeah. Like, like, the, like they don't survive becoming a, an Aston. So here's the other thing. They don't survive if they go dormant for two years. They don't survive. If they go to Aston and then try to move back to Delaware in a couple of years, they'll die in Aston. They'll die because a lame. I don't see a lame duck team working in the Fed. Then that's exactly what they would be. Um, and then the Dover plan itself, uh, from and this is from what I'm hearing. This is a bit more of a speculation on my part. But from what I've been hearing, that there's quite a few people in Dover that do not like if this. If he wasn't involved, this would have been already off and going already in Dover. He is actually potentially holding the project back. Um, which is the same. And then Harrington, Harrington. Look, I love the fans. I I actually do quite like the fans in Harrington. They do an excellent job in supporting this freaking team. But. The arena is not it. The arena yes. is not it. It's not like right now. I just I can't help but look at these upcoming final games for the Delaware Thunder and look at them as potentially the last games the franchise will ever have. Because right now there's no solid plan for next season, and the plans that the potential plans they do have just seem like potential. Just seem like end of ruin. Yeah, I, I have to say. And I want to talk about something with the fans real quick because I feel like I need to get on a soapbox in regard to some Thunder th- fans. Uh, there was a few reached out to me regarding especially the, the p- petition. Uh, they've been nothing but nice. Uh, but there's a few in that fan base. And th- this is every fan, fan, uh, Fed fan base, I, I, I want to say. But there's a few that if, if you even slightly criticize Thunder ownership, which they they thunder ownership, especially Pence Senior, one hundred percent deserves criticism. On it's like they go into a frenzy over like like how dare and it's just like do you hate our team? And I I have stayed multiple times uh, like and I've seen other people say this. No, we do not hate your team. We hate how ownership is running the team and how he treats people behind the scenes and such. And I, I've stayed multiple times. I feel terrible for these uh fans they should not lose their team this way but i've also explained hey the arena is not the greatest for the fed they need something new 
And, you know, again, I hope this Dover plan works out in some way. But the fans, um, I'm not going to say that they have exactly been hurting because I think that that is untrue. But I don't think fans have exactly put the the team in the best spotlight when it comes to their actions sometimes and how they feel they have to uh, defend people who 100% do not deserve uh, to be defended. Am I off off base on that one? No, no. Like the you hit the nail on the head there like like again it's very important but going around on facebook and spreading the the petition which you know it's nice but i i stayed there there was definitely some comments where it was like you know hey i don't feel like you know i i need to support this exactly because i don't agree with ownership and it's just like you hate you hate the fans you hate the fans you hate the fans when again it's made very clear no we do not hate the fans but no, here's the thing, like, and here's the reason why I didn't uh, put it on my account. It's because I don't support the ownership. I don't. I I think the fans deserve better, personally. And I do hope that one day the Fed does return to Harrington, actually. But under a completely different ownership, one that doesn't do the this, this, this stuff that... <laughs> we got stories. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm going to say that to the fans in Harrington. Don't give up. I I do wish you guys get a pro team in the future because you guys have proven yourselves. I will say that. But right now with this arena and with this team, it's just not it. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I hate to say that, but that is the case with the current situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it is, and it, it really hurts. Again, my guess the way I, I'm starting to halfway wonder now if uh, Ashton kind of fell through because of again Delaware ownership is not the greatest. And Mark, you can back me up on this. There, there are people who literally reach out like talking about decades ago stories. So that's all I'm going to say. But it's like, man. I want this to work, but if there was just just different people in, at the front, it would be a lot easier. You know, I, there's the one thing I want to touch on from something that Penn said during that press conference. Can any, and I'm going to ask this to the to people listening in. Can anyone confirm the fact that he is actually currently or formerly law enforcement? Can anyone confirm that? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to make any speculation on that. that no, I'm, because I'm just, that. I'm just, because it's like, what, like what? Because I've been trying to actually look it up, see like if I can find anything. To be honest, when I search up Charlie Penn's here, I mainly get his son. <laughs> so take that what you will. But it, it's just like it was something I noticed yesterday. I'm like, I've never seen that written in any articles before. That's why. Typically, that's something like the press will latch on to a little. You know? Because hmm. actually, you know, I'm going to give you an example of that. And I'm going to bring a little bit of not single-A news into this. The New Mexico Raptors and the East HL, they're dead. Right. But a new group is looking into a New Mexico East HL team. The same arenas and the same everything. And they're looking for 24, 25 at the, at the earliest. The person spearheading the group, like they, 
the media has specifically pointed him out as a former law enforcement. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying that specifically. It's kind of funny that like that happened. Like I found it out like a day before this press conference because that was like kind of fresh in my mind. So that's why I'm just like, hold up. I'm not trying to like doubt. I'm just like, I just never heard that before. I don't think if he's never said that before. Like that, that's the part I'm just like, yeah, sorry. It's just... All right. All right. I just want to say if there's a lawsuit happening, I did not say any of this. I don't exactly agree with the words said. I'm just um, curious. Uh, still. I was looking for confirmation. That's all. Oh, all right. Well, let's get, kind of go on, look at the Fed standings, uh, move on from this. So we're still kind of just stuck at the same with the Continental. It's Columbus, Carolina, you know, at the, yeah. at the top. And then you have Motor City and Port Huron just there. I So let's see here. Motor City is right now the hottest team, though. Yeah, that's true. Motor City, they're getting hot at the right time. And but this weekend is going to be big because they're playing Port Huron, right? And that's gonna, I say, if Motor City takes this weekend, they'll probably. I think that would more or less cleanse them third. Mm. I think because that's two, maybe three games. Let's see here. Uh, okay, two games. This is two games, but still, that's. If they take both points, like that six points that Mercy gets that Port Huron doesn't, which would that actually lock come out? That's close. Yeah. Ooh, that's close actually. Because I would leave them four more games to get. Oh, that. I think that would lock them out. If they, I think Motor City sweeps this weekend in regulation. I think that does lock out Port Huron from third. So basically, we need if if Port Huron wants to kind of maybe make that one last run for third place, then they have to do something this weekend. Yeah, they have to because if they because if they lose in regulation in both games, they're they're stuck in fourth. They get they <laughs> they get the top seed in the continental at that point. Yeah, uh, and, it, and let me just make sure here. I think I got the math right. Yeah, because I think yeah, because they're already behind by seven. With six games remaining, and then plus two games. So say this could end up being ninety-two to seventy-nine with four games. Yeah, that's actually the most they could get is twelve more points. The most they could get at that point is ninety-one. So yeah, Motor City sweeps this weekend in regulation. They clinch third. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and, actually, and then I, I guess the, the, I want to talk about one thing. Other we, we kind of just before we kind of move on, you, you have Columbus. Uh, they of course were in Delaware this weekend. I guess thoughts on kind of how <laughs> that happened. You know what we've been saying it all season. I, I I know I'm a broken record at this point, but Delaware has shown that they are not to be messed with at times. Yeah, they are a stubborn, stubborn little freaking team. And look, they almost pulled off the upset against Danbury the next night. Like, for some reason, all this season, Delaware and, has... Delaware has I, I want to talk about something when it comes to Danbury in a second that, in that Delaware game, so don't worry about that. It's That's but, funny. But yeah, Delaware has had so many times this season where it's just like, 
the amount of losses they have where it's like one goal against like a top team and they've actually played really well is staggering. Like this team is so much better than the record. It's annoying. Completely annoying. But yeah, so like with Columbus, uh, they are pretty – actually, I'm going to see the schedule now because they might be able to clinch the top seed this weekend. There's a chance. Mm. Let's see. There's definitely – I'm trying – I might have to do the math here. I think it's not impossible to clinch. How – wait, does Columbus play? Okay, here's what would need to happen. It's not going to happen. But, so Columbus would need to sweep uh, the weekend with one game against Watertown and one game against Binghamton on the road. And Carolina would have to get swept in regulation by Mississippi. And Carolina's at home all weekend. Yeah. And it's a three and three. So, I mean, it's not going to happen, but but there's a slight, tiny possibility. Because then they would be locked out just the same way as Port Huron is in Motor City. And at that point, there's actually a tiny, tiny, tiny minuscule chance that the seeds could be all locked up in the Continental after this weekend. Wow. That that's that leads to a tiny opportunity. But yeah. that would involve Mississippi sweeping Carolina in regulation in each of the three games. <laughs> That's that's a hard task. That's, that's the hard. Has, that's the biggest even though let me say Mississippi has been kind of like again trying to end their season on a big positive note. They're they, trying. They, yeah, they they've had a lot of games where they faltered though. The, yeah. The oh god, I need to talk about the Saturday game. Uh, yeah, just go ahead and talk about it. I think we're oh, wrapping up Connell. Yeah, because you know, actually, no, this leads perfectly into Danbury too. Yeah. Um, the Saturday game against Danbury. Mississippi looked strong in the first period for most of it. They looked like they're actually on, like they're on a good path to maybe win. And then I went to the bathroom. When I came back, five goals were scored all by Danbury. Like four or five goals all by Danbury. I think maybe Mississippi had one. I was in the bathroom for like five minutes. I'm not even joking. Like, and I come back to all hell broke, break, broken loose. <laughs> yeah, I I knew. It's funny because I was telling my dad when I was going back. I'm like, man, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I know I'm going to miss something. Sure enough, I get proven right. I come back and I'm just like, what happened? So yeah. Speaking of Danbury, by the way, y'all. You know, though, Mississippi did win on Friday, and that broke Danbury's winning streak. Yes, it did. But Danbury at this point, uh, Danbury has officially clinched their division. They have clinched the top seed. Oh, no, that's the reason it's been the case, but. Yeah. Still, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, Columbus still hasn't, which is kind of shocking to me. Well, that's because Carolina's has kind of been the river mirror for a yeah, while. Yeah, so, uh, But with. Yeah, Danbury's clinching that top seed. Binghamton clinching the second seed. Uh, Binghamton had a rough weekend in Motor City. Yeah. Uh, Not great. Motor, uh, 
again, showing that Motor City is not to be trifled with. Bampton is a pretty good freaking team, and Motor City just kind of took them to the cleaners a little. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, exactly. Uh, Binghamton, they're four, four, and two in their last ten. Watertown, two, seven, and one in their last ten. Elmira, two, seven, and one in their last ten. I mean, it, it, the like, only it, team with a positive yeah. record in the Continental is Danbury and in the Empire Danbury. Yeah, it's like the Empire Division is basically garbage at the moment. There's, there's no it's other way to rough. Play. It's rough. I've like, it, yeah, no, this is very, very rough. Uh, Bampton, you know what though? You know what though? It makes the playoffs a little bit more interesting on the Empire side. Yeah, that's true. Specifically with a potential Watertown Bampton series, who's gonna suck more? Oh, it's that's gonna be Watertown. I mean, let's be honest. You know what? You know what? I've seen crazier things happen in my lifetime. Remember that weird time the Blue Jackets swept the the top team in the regular season. That, that uh, for for oh hey Blackhawks fan, remember when the Predators swept the Blackhawks two thousand seventeen? What are you? I thought you were an NHL Blackhawks fan. No, I hate the Blackhawks. Remember? Oh, you're a Blues fan. Oh, that's well, right. not really anymore. I mean, I'm kind of. I don't really follow the NHL that hard, so uh, I mean, I don't really claim a team anymore. Still, but like, uh, but yeah, crazy things have happened. Yeah, like that's why I'm just like. And this is the Fed. It, Watertown could easily just go and go and win a couple of games against Binghamton in a three-game series. It's not impossible. Yeah. Well, let's also see about Delaware real quick. They are out officially now. Yep. Um, you know, but, I'll give Delaware credit. I'll give Delaware credit. They lasted longer than Mississippi did. But can we, Mark? You know what I'm leading into the, with this? Let's talk about some officiating uh, whoopsies. Danbury, oh. <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> Oh, you did how much how long do we talk about this one? <laughs> okay, you talk about this because I'm not actually sure what you might okay. be talking about. I think I'm not. You know sure. what I'm talking about. I'm trying to think. Oh, <laughs> Rando, I'm Dad. No, Dad. I'm gonna talk. Okay, so no, that, d- during during the no, Delaware uh, no. game, I'm gonna tell Matt on you no. <laughs> no, I'm gonna want to talk about this. It'll be quick. Don't worry. I'm not gonna be too mean. Um, uh, but Delaware and Danbury uh, were playing. The Delaware traveled to Danbury, and there was an officiating whoopsie, a very strange one. Um, let me actually pull it up real quick. Uh, make sure I have the correct one uh, uh, before I screw up anything myself. Let me hang on. Uh, but basically. Uh, I believe this is it. Hang on. Okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to make sure I don't have the name. So I'm, hold on. I'm just going to scroll back real quick. And that's it. I didn't watch this game because I was at another game, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So hold on. I am, I'm sorry. I am, I am, this is a funny story and I, I literally forget the names the moment. Well, you know what? Then maybe it's all right to not talk about it because no, I mean, everyone knows what story I'm talking about. If I keep saying like Danbury, Delaware, and then officiating whoopsie, they're going to figure it out. Well, given how you and some behind the scenes stuff, that's all I'm referencing right now because okay, all right, somebody. whatever. The, the Delaware, Danbury, there was a very funny whoopsie. If you go back in Facebook, you can go find it, and it, it's it's um. It, it it speaks to some true colors in, in officiating. Uh, <laughs> a, 
Anyway, yes. I, my view, I, I do not represent Rando in this <laughs> regard. Uh, let, let's go. Let's go to a place that. Let's go to a place that wouldn't. No, let's go to a league that wouldn't do that. Let's go to the SPHL. Uh, well, so, uh, what is going on in Peoria? This team is guess on a two-game winning streak, but they're five and four and one in the last ten. Uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle, but you know what? We, I, I, okay. Here's the thing. Here's what happened this weekend. Friday, we got shut out one nothing, and then they got angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saturday, we got shut out one nothing at home. We went to Quad City on Saturday, six to one. Sunday mm-hmm. was really freaking weird. Sunday, I was at this game on Sunday. It was two to two tie going into the third period. Like it was a close game. It was kind of worrying. I'm like, okay. And then we scored. Pure scored. Then they scored again. And then they scored again. And then they scored again. And then they scored again. They keep scoring. And it it ended up eight to two. Six goal third period. I like to point out, like, the record in SPHL is seven for a single period. Like, and you know what's even better? You know what's even better? Four players scored. Each, two, four players had two goals each. Wow. And what's even better is that when it was six to two, Ernst got two straight goals. Just because I get, he just wanted into the fun. Yeah. <laughs> like that was so stupid. It it literally like extended the time of the game. That so artificially extended the time of the game. They were angry at Quad City for the set out on Friday. They made sure they humiliated them. Wow. Uh were, just, there's no other way to put that. <laughs> uh well speaking of second place teams, uh Birmingham did well this weekend. That's right. Uh, no, no, Speaking of third place teams, Huntsville didn't do that great. Moving on, no, 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 Rando. If I have to talk about when my team struggles, you have to talk about when your team struggles. This is an agreement we have. I don't know what you're talking about. So Friday, Birmingham three, Huntsville one. Saturday, Birmingham four, Huntsville three. Sunday, oh, and then you lost to Macon. Okay, that one I can't really excuse much. Birmingham is... Macon's been good, bad, like, for some reason. Macon's just an odd team. Like, here's the thing. You didn't get, like, blown out in any of the games. It was just... I think it's just... I'm being real honest, dude. I think it's just a case of one team just being slightly better. Shush. Just slightly better. Okay, actually, I have curiosity. What is your record? What is Huntsville's record against both combined Birmingham and Peoria? It can't be good. Uh, I guess Birmingham. We're doing. I think it's. Uh, I think Huntsville's leading at the moment. Of course, you, yeah. I keep talking about the Peoria record. Ha ha. Very funny. Well, I'm just saying, like that's something to maybe be concerned about. Cohen, the playoffs are different beasts, though. You know. Well, I know, but like it's still something to maybe keep an eye on come playoff time. Yeah, right so. now, Huntsville is only six and four in their last time. Yeah, but like that's not awful. Yeah, but but it's not really much different than what Peoria has. It's only one point difference. No, that's that Peoria is five and four and one. Yeah, but that's one six and four. Yeah, but that's one point difference, like standing point difference. Well, Peoria is basically five and five. But I'm saying standings wise, that's still one point different. All right. Anyway, still so Hunts. 
Birmingham, Huntsville, that the things are happening. It's not Roanoke. Uh, they they went ahead and clinched this um, weekend also. No, they they've been. In, I think they've been clinched. No, they did. They, they no, not since the last time we talked. And you know. Oh uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Roanoke, so, yeah. Roanoke clinched. Yeah, a lot of the middle teams have clinched now. They yeah. They find Knoxville was kind of funny. They were like the one stalwart going yeah. into the last weekend, and they're just like, finally, we did it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very it's very interesting. I mean, we the, the Roanoke, Evansville, and Knoxville can kind of be treated as the same team, in my opinion. There's not too much of a difference between them, besides who's who's like who's like on more of like a, a like you know a hot streak. Yeah, uh, because but none of them are really like Roanoke, maybe a little bit, but it, it depends on how you look at it. Roanoke has it's five three one one, and Evansville six four zero. It's like it's weird. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm very interested now, you know, for, you know, for Roanoke, Evansville, and Knoxville, they're now at a point where they're all basically going to be fighting for positioning. I think Roanoke has a chance of possibly get going in back in the top three if Huntsville kind of can't figure mm. out what's going on. Well, here's the uh, thing with Roanoke, but, though. Guess who they have this weekend? Huntsville. No, Peoria. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, Peoria. No yeah, Roanoke it has a couple – has visitors – the last time Peoria was in Roanoke, well, uh, something happened. Yeah. Um, so just something. <laughs> yeah, just, just something. I'm actually very curious to see what happens with those games because the teams are kind of different, especially Roanoke. Especially Roanoke is actually a lot different. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not really expecting too much craziness from last year because we remember what happened last year when they met in the regular season. A lot of craziness. So that's why I'm, I'm looking at this with intrigue but not like – as much hype as it could be. Yeah. That's but, still, uh, uh, well, let's go and talk about Pensacola and and, Mar- and, and Fayetteville. So, Pensacola, I mean, they, let's see here. What happened on Sunday? You know what? They won the weekend against Evans. Yeah, they're, they're actually, Ooh. yeah, they're actually like, they, they finally decided to stop losing. They are now three, four, one, and two. They, yeah. they have something to claim. God, that, that's such a weird, weird record. But they've won the last two against Evansville, which though that's a good couple wins. Yeah, that is. Um, I, I mean, Pensacola is like ever since like January, they've been like the joke of the league. Like it's been weird. Well, it's just like they are as five hundred as five hundred could get. But right now they've yeah. done a little better. Like they're, they're getting things figured out. But will it be enough to maybe you know go against Birmingham in the first round? Yeah. And right now. Right now, I, you know, I, we haven't. We'll get into this when it comes, but right now, Birmingham is my pick to win the cup. Uh, I disagree. No, right now they are getting hot at the right time. They are a scary, scary mm. team. And look what they just did to Peoria and Huntsville recently. Mm. Well, let's, let's also kind of look at Fayetteville. I mean, Fayetteville. I won't exactly say they're hot, but they they, they are at least strangely kind of keeping up the pace. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they split with uh, Roanoke, and then did they play Sunday? No, they did not. So they split the weekend with uh, Roanoke, which is not bad. Um, they're keeping, yeah, they're keeping up away from Quad City a little bit. Um, it's not over for Quad City, but those last two games against Peoria really did a number on their chances. Um, 
And who do they play now for like the rest of the season? Because I mean, we only have, we only have like I think a couple more weekends. Yeah, yeah. We only have we, two more weekends. Again, again, April. It's by April fifteenth. Playoffs start. Yep, April eighth is the last games. Wait, oh my god, I forgot about that. Bro, what? Who pure is playing our last weekend? Oh, say it. Pensacola. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh boy. I think that I think that's going to give Birmingham the top seed. You think so? Yes. Wow. I think uh, Pensacola. I'm very curious to see how that goes. I think that might give Pensacola the. the I think it might give Birmingham the top seed. Wow. And then well, you know what that's going to lead to? You what? know what that's going to lead to? I think that might lead to Peoria Pensacola. I think it might lead to Pensacola just staying in Peoria. <laughs> wow. Because I would actually make it potentially a two and like a, yeah, that would make, yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. That could be really interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking just... of, I, I guess well, one last thing. Let's talk about Quad City real quick. This is, it's starting to increasingly look like this team, barring a miracle, is going to be out of the playoffs. I, I am very interested, kind of your thoughts. Do we see a coaching change in Quad City? I think, I think it might happen. I think there's a very good chance. There's definitely a chance. Uh, they have a game against Fayetteville. They're playing three different teams over the next few days. They're playing Fayetteville at home. Oh, no, they're playing Fayetteville in Fayetteville, then Macon at Macon, and then on the fourth, they're playing Peoria at home. And then they finish off the year with a weekend against Huntsville at home. It's – that's – they – how about this? They need to win – that Fayetteville game – Makes or breaks them. You think so? You think it's because that, that look who's look who's in eighth. That's yeah, a four I mean, point I mean, swing. That's a four point swing right there. I know yeah. it's not points right now because it's point percentage, but still, you know, that's something like you need. That's a must win game. If you lose that game, you're done. Yeah, that's true. You're, so, all eyes on the Crown Coliseum for that last playoff spot because. Fable wins. If Fable wins, especially in regulation, Quasi doesn't really stand a chance anymore. Mm. All right. Well, that just wraps it up for this week's episode of Two Minutes Roughing. Oh, wait, course, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Yeah. We were about to skip over Macon. <laughs> what is there to say about Macon? <laughs> it's just kind of funny that we were just absolutely just going to ignore Macon. Wow. You know, I'm going to – okay, hold on. Let's see how, what happened oh. with them. Uh, they – Lost to Knoxville. Oh, oh my God! They went two and one this weekend. Yeah, they did. They, 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 they. Oh my God! Oh, we need to talk about this. Actually, hold on. No, we need to talk about the making of Knoxville games. Goaltending and defense were optional. Friday's game seven to five win for Macon. Saturday's game eight to six win for Knoxville. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like. I'm looking at the penalties. The penalties aren't really. You would. I would almost. You would almost think in that type of game there would be a lot of penalties, especially given it's like Knoxville. But Macon isn't really a very penalty heavy team. But yeah, they're not. They they have been kind of, uh, kind of low on that on that ladder. Although there had, I think. Ooh man. So apparently there was a couple things up. Uh, what I like to call puke face and Portillo. Had and Rhett Kingston and Waxon Ingback all had obscene language or 
Yeah, all had obscene language game misconducts. What the? F- what the heck? What? And it was yeah. like two separate times too, by the way. Like, okay, that's weird. But yeah, I just wanted, and also then making beat Huntsville because why not? Making you know no making know what they're doing right now. They're playing spoiler. Yeah. That's that's what Macon's doing right now. They're playing spoiler, and they are annoyingly good at it right now. Because <laughs> that that win against Knoxville and that win against Huntsville really fucks with their chances at a better seed. Oh, mm-hmm. like that—that's something actually to keep in mind. And guess who? And like, like keep doing what you're doing, Macon. Maybe you're causing a little fun, <laughs> a little funny stuff. Yeah, well, I still that with, with making now taken care of. That wraps it up for this week's episode of Two Minutes of Roughing. Of course, been your hosts, Meyer League Rando, and joined by the prospector himself, Mark. Where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at prospector hcky, and of course, you can find me at Meyer League Rando. Not too hard to type on up uh, when the Twitter search bar. So that's been it for this week's uh, week. We'll see you next time. You know, maybe not as much news, but again, playoffs are getting hot, and it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens. And, and by the way, don't sell playoff tickets before you've cleansed a position. Okay, Uh-oh. bye. Uh, all right. See you around, everybody.